Hi, and welcome to the Pretty Little Liars podcast on TimeTravelMurderMystery.com. I am Benjamin Light. Marco Sparks. What's up, jerks? And today we're here to talk about S1E6, Pretty Little Liars. There's no place like Homecoming. Mm. This is uh, obviously the Homecoming episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we were just talking in our pre-dark, not the after-dark, the pre-dark here or whatever. Pre-game. About, uh, yeah, the pre-dawn. About our, uh, our my, well, it's my note structuring. Let's, mm-hmm. uh, we usually break it up by the, the characters, the four girls, the four liars. Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's make a separate section just for the teaser, maybe, if it warrants it. Because um, this episode, the last episode, they had the four girls together in the teaser. And it, it's mm-hmm. a nice... It's a nice thing before they kind of split up and have their own plot line. So, so yeah, the I mean, teaser is fascinating, just for A's powers. So in the teaser, it's Arya's moping in her bed, in her sweatpants and hoodie, when uh, the other liars show up and kind of like stage a like a minor intervention to kind of get her to get out of bed and you know face the world and whatnot. It's funny because they all think she's moping about her parents and that her parents might get divorced or move out and whatnot. Arya clearly doesn't give a shit about that. Yeah. And she's she's only thinking about how she got her ass dumped by Ezra. Well, it's like it's like when the the other three girls show up to tell her it's not so bad or whatever about her parents mm-hmm. are going to break up. It's almost as if she's forgotten that her yeah, parents she's are like, breaking oh, up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's drag. Mm-hmm. So... The girls are trying to convince her that she should not, like, you know, end her life there in her 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 room, her ginormous freaking room, but that she should indeed go to homecoming like a normal teenage girl. And they've brought her Chinese food. Yes. Well, before we get to that, a couple other funny bits. Um, Spencer reveals that this is her first date, um, seemingly like period, like she's like made out with a couple of like Melissa's boyfriends, but this is like her her first date. Uh, she's bringing the like tennis bro to homecoming. Well, kind yeah, of there are some big yeah. expectations for a first date, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, magazines, chunky monkey. Arya makes a great Samantha Ronson joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Hannah suggest like somebody suggests that Arya go alone, or I, I can't remember exactly how it comes out, but uh, someone suggests that she go with Emily. And where's my uh, quote from Arya here? She says, how did I go from wearing mom jeans to being Samantha Ronson? (laughs) And then Emily makes a sad face. Yeah, Hannah's working hard to make Emily feel cool Mm -hmm. without without Emily knowing that Hannah knows that she might be gay. Uh, We find out also that Hannah's working hard to be homecoming queen. She asks Spencer if she can rig the vote. (laughs) Seemingly would be okay with it if she could. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they're all, Arya pouts some more, but finally gets out of bed. They're all eating this Chinese food. One of them o- opens the fortune and the fortune cookies from A, because A has powers. That is amazing. Like, <laughs> the fact that A can do that, they can, like, infiltrate their fortune cookies, all their fortune cookies, not just one. They all open their fortune cookies, and it's the same message from A. Like, at this point... Let's drop the weird teenage cyberbullying aspect, and the CIA should be hiring this person. Well, Ace already, uh, Ace already Ace. managed to like send a a song request, you know, like pull mm-hmm. off that that little stunt. 
the uh, the fortune cookie thing. She had the uh, the flyer magically like fly up to them as they're when they're at the park. Yeah, A, A is like A's yeah, got some it working. Kind of ghost demon like magical being. Mm-hmm. The only person more interesting than the headless horseman on Sleepy Hollow is whatever A is concocting here. <laughs> and the message is something like is like liars and tigers and bears. Oh my. Uh, yeah, There's no yeah, place yeah. like homecoming bitches or something like that. Oh, I haven't done some, but yeah, it's basically like, yeah, like liars and tigers and bitches. Oh my. So good. And it's, it's fantastic because you have the, uh, episode title itself is the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Reference. Well, I just, I just like the idea that A, it's like you can't get away. It's this all powerful, like cosmic force. You know, just when you think you're, you're finally doing all right, you're just going to get a message from A taunting you, you know? A's taunting you. It's, it, we're going to call her she. A is malicious, but at the same time, like, she's almost, uh, it's like a touch of playfulness. Like throwing the playfulness, but like, but like, it's, it's not like, uh, these liars are not necessarily good people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like karmically, <laughs> A is delivering back upon them some judgment that they should yeah. be getting. You yeah. know, it's not like Arya is in the right because she's sleeping <laughs> with her teacher. Like A is not necessarily a bad yeah. person for well, technically, saying, "Hey, Arya, it's not a great thing." Technically, she's not sleeping with her teacher yet. True. True. Ezra's having a lot of fun nights watching black and white movies with her, sending her home, and then you know. Yeah, making out with her and then sending her home as he's incredibly frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as is always a joy on this podcast, do you want to jump right into Arya? Sure. Ah, oh, Arya. So, right. at one point, Hannah's uh, trying to like talk Arya out of her doldrums, get her to go to homecoming. She's looking through Arya's jewelry box and asks her, do you have anything a little less hippie? <laughs> a little more bougie. Yeah. Yeah, so first of all, like, Ezra blows off Arya in the hallway, which she takes hard because mm-hmm. she's hard. Um, yeah, Ezra's like, please fucking God, stop talking <laughs> to me. You're going to send me to jail. <laughs> well, that's the impression you get to be yeah. episode. It's fascinating to turn around later on. But uh, so, yeah, during that scene that the, the earrings and what have you, Hannah's just like, I know what you're going through, Arya. And Arya's just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> So also, Hannah, I, I thought it was interesting that Arya has a, her necklace is like a spider web. Arya's, I don't know, she's the darkest of the four. Tangled web that Arya weaves. Um, so yeah, Hannah latches on to the fact that Arya's seemingly got something going on with somebody, she, but she, Hannah presumes she, it's from somebody from Iceland. Yeah, she defines that there's some sort of relationship thing going on. Cause, you know, they're the same person, according to my theory, so that makes and, sense. Hannah will latch. Well, I mean, that, that's that's good intuition right there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like Sherlock Holmes deduction, but like Hannah, whatever the simplest possible stupidest explanation is, Hannah will latch onto that. Well, I mean, so uh, Hannah is, is positive that it's some kind of long distance Viking booty call mm-hmm. that uh, Arya is latched onto. Let me not to jump to Hannah, but I, I will say I, I think Hannah is possibly the most emotionally intelligent of the four girls. Yeah, she's been through some real shit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm, I'm not saying Hannah's on the streets or anything like that, but she's been through yeah. some things. Her struggle is real. Yeah. But yeah, as to Arya, like nothing really happens with Arya in this episode. Episode until she finally like gets her ass out of bed and shows up at homecoming. Yeah. Uh, where she looks like a pint-sized hooker Barbie. Can we just marvel at Arya's fucking dress? 
it's First this all, weird like leathery black thing that's like short and there's boots and like five, well, like five inch heels because Arya's yeah. four and a half feet tall one black glove <laughs> one goddamn black glove like she's Michael fucking Jackson yeah mm-hmm. um this so, is the most Arya thing because I love that shot of the homecoming dance where it's like Arya's like walking down this hallway. The hallway is incredibly bright, and she's just mm-hmm. like this dark entity piercing yeah. through it. And as you're behind her, you haven't quite seen her yet. You know it's Arya because she looks like the like a, like a lady's the cute pixie Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. And then like they, they <laughs> show her as she's entering into the thing, like this like frontal shot. And she's adorable and she's ridiculous and she's kind of gothic and it's amazing. Hold on, I have to write down Pixie Sith Lord because that <laughs> exactly describes what Arya looks like. <laughs> she looks like a Pixie Sith Lord. And at the same time, I just want to say real quick, side note, real bands perform at their high school dance. Yeah, like, does that happen? Is that just a TV thing or did we it's go to a shitty t- high school? There's a lot of just TV things happening. I, I've so. always, through my whole life, I've always just thought, well, I just must have gone to a shitty high school because none of this stuff that happens in other high schools happen at our high us. school. We you barely even have lockers at our high school. You know, at our high school, some asshole who was in our grade or your grade mm-hmm. thought your he grade. was a DJ and he uh, gave the school a discount and he DJed all the dances. Uh, you're gonna, your grade's gonna have to take credit for that guy. He was not my grade. Oh, he was my grade. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I sat next to him in one of my classes. That's how forgettable he was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, forgettable fucking DJ. But because he, you know, was a student, he by by DJ we mean he he would like hit the you know next button on the CD. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He had like a six CD changer thing that that Mm -hmm. plugged into school speakers. But yeah, um, real bands play at this high school, which has eight thousand students. This is a school that has eight thousand students. And no, 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 the school school. does not have eight thousand students. Sorry, the the town has eight thousand people. People, yeah, and more than one high school. We find out. In yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I don't know if that's technically in the same town or not. Yeah. Tennis bro goes to a different high school. He goes to a PS. Yeah. Um, yeah, Arya's dress. I mean, you just, if you're watching this episode or something, just, just pause it and just appreciate what she's wearing. This is why I think she's a, I mean, only a pixie Sith Lord would dress like that. Exactly. One black love. And so Arya shows up with the rest of the girls and she immediately gets voluntold that she's going to go work the bean. First of all, the games. Yeah, they have all these weird ass games at homecoming, like fortune tellers and like carnival shit. This does not happen at real dances in real high schools. Before we get to that, I just want to jump back. There is a funny scene earlier where Hannah's trying to get Arya to go to uh, the dance and she's like, oh, Sean says like so-and-so's into you. And she's like, no, he's not. And he's like, no, really? Like, he said this and that and how he, like, wishes he could date you. And Arya's like, okay, that's cool. I don't want to date him. <laughs> yeah. Because she's Arya. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Arya gets voluntold by Spencer that she's going to go work the beanbag toss with who? With who? Well, she doesn't get told yet. She shows up the beanbag toss. And, and who could be working it? What teacher might have volunteered for this position? Oh, it's Mr. Ezra Fitz. And you know what Arya and says, it- though? She says, nice haircut. Yeah. And they they both are just like, ah, you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so there's this great bit where, like, it's like Arya's, like, she's like the the Vanna White, like, working the spinning wheel while uh, Ezra works the counter. And so she's just, like, she has the most sullen, like, bitchy face. There's a lot of great bitch face in this episode. Yeah. But she just, like, very sullenly, like, spins the wheel with her, like, one, you know, black-gloved hand. 
and then just like fucking glares at Ezra while it's spinning. And Ezra just like glares at her, like not even watching what the people throwing beanbags are doing. I just want you to appreciate the moment that I screen capped where she's behind the wheel staring at him through like a heart shaped cutout and he's <laughs> not looking at her. Um, yeah, so she proceeds to try to explain herself about the A situation with the A text that he got in the last week's episode. And Ezra kind of, uh, you know, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to hear about this. Um, what you want Ezra to be thinking, because she says that it has something to do with last summer. You want Ezra to be thinking, this chick has too much freaky drama. Yeah. Yeah, she almost spills the beans about the Jenna thing. And Ezra's right. just got to be thinking, what the fuck? You know, like. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but the. The, uh, this is a high school girl, high school girl mentality. And then a, another couple shows up for the beanbag thing. And so Arya, again, extremely sullenly spins the wheel. The The chick who throws the beanbag misses by like like 15 feet or something. Ezra doesn't even look at it. He's just like, hey, great. Here, have this anyway. And like, like fuck hey, off. You're basically. Not you lost. But you're yeah. going to get a toy anyways. Get out of here. Like she didn't even get like three throws, you know. It's just like, oh, hey, great, right, nice try. Here, have this, go away. He he almost does that thing where like rather than like handing the 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 toy to the girl, he like throws it (laughs) onto the dance floor so she has to go collect it. He's just like, fuck off. I need to talk to my child girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, my child, my child, Cindy Bride here. Mm -hmm. So then, uh, as she's named here, Mrs. Welsh shows up. To we don't know who she's here to cock block. It's either Ezra or (laughs) Ari. Uh, and or it's just like, yeah, I'm out of here. Fuck off. Well, I want to point out later on. So when Arya eventually uh, teams up with the rest of her 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 ladies, her her uh, her, her her girls, mm-hmm. I don't know how to go in there. Um, Spencer throws away the comment that uh, anyone would love that a dark booth of fits. That's every freshman girl's oh. dream. And like, oh yes. like Arya kind of like, ugh. Yes, I have that written down. Yeah. There are some. Yeah, you mentioned there's some great. Bitch face. There's just some great expressions in this episode. The guy that comes up to ask all the girls to dance, and the guy who like doesn't even use words to ask Arya to dance. Well, the look she gives him. There's a thing where it's like Spencer's. It's Spencer and I believe Hannah and Arya are all kind of like standing there, and like and then it's like Spencer's dates there, and and that Gay Sean is there, and then this other random bro is there, and like. Spencer and like her boyfriend go off to dance, and then Sean and Hannah go off to dance, and the other guy just kind of like looks at Arya, and Arya's just like, ah, fine. Well, he kind of like, you know? like shrugs, and, like dance yeah. the dance floor, and she's just like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Lucy Hale is fantastic in this episode. Her face does so many hilarious things. I uh, mean, she's adorable, and and she really conveys that Arya is like a, a pint-sized, terrible human being, <laughs> and you love her. Like you're just rooting her on the whole time. I did find uh, it interesting. She mentioned that she has claustrophobia. Yeah. Um, perhaps that comes up later. Mark that down, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she gets assigned to uh, keep uh, Sean occupied. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> By Hannah. Yeah, and she's Hannah just like Hannah assigns Arya. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then, like later on, as she's taking on her duties of keeping Sean occupied, the look that Sean gives Arya when she asks him to dance—it's <laughs> just like, oh my god! And she says, "I love the song. You're not going to leave me to bump and grind by myself, are you?" And he kind of like grimaces. He's thinking, "I hope you don't bump and grind too much, too close to my flaccid penis." <laughs> He's like, "Female sexuality, yuck, mm-hmm. <laughs> yuckies." 
And then, of course, Ezra sees her uh, bumping and grinding with Sean, and I just wrote down in my notes, don't worry, Ezra, he's gay. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's boy. totally, totally classy for uh, the high school teacher to be scowling across the dance floor at some guy dancing with his child girlfriend, you know? If I could tell you, like, in junior high, how many times I had to watch, like, high school, or uh, teacher, like, chaperones stopping like, kids from, like, like uh, freaking... <laughs> Oh god, yeah, I remember that. I, mean, I wonder if that was, still like, happens. Some of the most blatant, like grouching, like dry humping, so like, like one arm in the air, one leg in the air, like a like a leg over somebody's shoulder, and the teacher has to like come and like start like doing that thing. Where they tap them on the shoulder and be like, "Please stop simulating yeah. the sex act." Do you think they still um, do that, or are they just giving up? Uh, let's go get jobs. Like they're probably all like twerking now or something. I hope so. Oh, what the hell's the difference? I mean, yeah. Um, so yeah, as Aria have like a little scene in the hallway. This is like a constant trope of these things. Whenever there's a dance, mm-hmm. it's always an auditorium, but eventually your characters have to escape into the hallways of the empty after dark school to have emotional confrontations. Well, Aria or to kill hitmen and lockers. Yeah, Aria, the uh, master manipulator that she is, she sets up a great straw man for Ezra to argue against, where she's just like, "I, I wish he didn't hate me." And so rather rather than on, him like pulling the ripcord. Oh, go ahead. She's, I know that it's over. I know that. But I can't stand the idea of you walking around and hating me. Oh, yeah. she's cold as ice. And so rather than Ezra being able to just pull the ripcord, he has to be like, well, look, I don't hate you, you know? And then it's like, oh, go on. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I feel bad because I'm asking too much of you. Because he can't take because you're a movies. child, yeah, yeah. Because you're an underage girl. He tells her that he got the haircut to impress her. Yes, yes. Because yes. he is so whipped. <laughs> and she's like, "Well, I approve." Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. She is completely ruined. This grown man, <laughs> and she adores it. This was the point when I first was watching the show. I'd just been wondering. Like, I, I just didn't know what to expect in the show at all. I knew the show existed, but I was like, why, why are they still doing this weird thing with her and her, like, teacher? Like, this is so, like, you just don't do that on a TV show. You know, it's like, they kept on getting to a place where they're, like, gonna end it, and I kept expecting this dude to, like, get, like, shipped off to another school and you never see him again. Right. But it just didn't. Like, it, well, it's like, even here, it's like, they're still together. Like, it's just like, what is going on? I mean, they're 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 playing out all the beats as if this is just a normal high school student that she's interacting yeah. with. Only he's her freaking teacher. Yeah, like flashback ten years earlier, like Dawson's Creek, where they never for one second. It was like three episodes, and they're yeah, they done never with that. for one second didn't remind you that this is filthy and disgusting and wrong, and that's why it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. And it lasted all of like three episodes, and it yeah. was that was it. You never saw that teacher again, you know? Yeah. And on this show, like, it was about this point where I was like, well, there's, there's something weird and wrong about this show that I guess I kind of like because this is still going on. And it, mm-hmm. it's so weird, especially that this is an ABC family show, you know? Yeah. yeah. Ah, so, uh, H- Hannah's trying to be homecoming queen. Um, yeah. What's up with Hannah hey, here? Just say the, uh, Hannah is looking incredibly hot and slutty and bitchy at the Holy Roller Virgin Society meeting. She also has awesome bitch face during that scene where she's oh. she's listening to her boyfriend Sean like pretend to say no or no he's he's pretending to be the aggressor to some other girl who's like having to say no in their little like like virgin club meeting that they're at mm. and Hannah's just like rolling her eyes you know just like whatever like this is bullshit you know 
Her the, the this is a class first season Hannah. I just want I know we don't usually talk about where the show goes in the future, but first season Hannah I kind of adore and I forgot how much I love her because the teacher who's a little too aggressive for this like extracurricular like like Holy Roger Virgin Society like group is a little too aggressive about getting her to get involved with this like yeah. play out like this thing. And he's like, Hannah, why don't you get up in front of everyone and like play out one of these scenarios? And she's like, No, see, I can say the word. <laughs> But yeah, she's like wearing this like royal blue like dress, like short skirt, like heels, big hair, very yeah. trashy, yeah, hot, wonderful. And so Hannah is forced to do like uh, she's going to be the aggressor uh, against some guy who has to like reject her advances, and the Lucas. guy is new character named Lucas, who's like the big nerd basically. He is the most like uh, Jimmy Olsen like nerd you've ever seen and he's just like look he's telling the teacher like i can't do this he says girls like her don't approach guys like me unless they have deep-seated self-esteem issues and a serious drinking problem nailed it (laughs) and it's just like oh (laughs) interesting that you say that yeah she cocks a beautiful like like raccoon died arch brow there yeah Mm -hmm. and then he refers to her as a barbie shakira genetic splice yeah and she's just like like geeky man, you are hitting all my buttons. When she's like, "Come up to my room," and at first he's just like, "I can't do this. This is stupid." And the teacher's like, "No, you have to do this," you know. And so she's like, "All right, all right, come to my room." And he's like, "Yes," because that's exactly what would happen in a situation like that. Yeah, it's like, hey, only- hey, gay Sean, that's that's what would happen if you were straight. Yeah, the only the only way this scene could have been more believable to reality is if like Lucas had a raging boner while yeah. moving his lines. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we get like a lunchroom scene with Hannah, and she's dealing with uh, Mona. Mona says something rude to one of her friends. So I love Mona by ordering her to go get her froyo sprinkles. Yeah, she kind of dispatches Mona. Mona, who is delightful too. Mm-hmm. Once you get to know Mona, by the way, she's really funny. Hannah says. Yeah, she dispatches Mona, but then kind of defends her to Spencer and says, though, she's just doing that because she used to be a nerd and she doesn't want to go back there. You know? She'd rather you remember her as a bitch. Than yeah, a nerd. exactly. And then Hannah goes about playing gay matchmaker with Emily. and, and Yeah, kind of suggests to Maya that Emily's hoping she shows up at homecoming, even though uh, earlier Maya was pretty cold to Emily. Yeah. Um, get a bit with Hannah in the um, her dentist job. Dennis office job. Uh, fashion update that we didn't go into last week or last week's episode. Hannah's wearing cat scrubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when she goes back to the therapist's office to see that it's temporary closed because they're painting it, I absolutely love the big guy's line reading of when she says, what are you guys doing in here? And he's like, baking a cake. <laughs> yeah, he's totally rude to her. It's great. He's like, baking a cake. What does it look like? Fuck off. Oh god, the way he says it, that was so wonderful. <laughs> um, they really so have then, fun with their like tertiary, like almost extra, you know, characters. Especially in this this uh, this building, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, so later you get a, a wonderful scene of like Mona and Hannah being the queen bees and and uh, at the dance, and they're looking over like off screen at some chick they go to school with named Becky Newman, mm-hmm. and like Hannah's just like like really dismissive of this girl is and Mona's line is about Becky Newman is that it looks like her hair got in a fight of her face and they both lost. 
<laughs> yeah, Mona's being extra catty. She points out Arya's lack of date. I like that when when Arya shows up. She's like, "Oh, you didn't bring anyone. That's so brave of you." Yeah, yeah. Look how uh, look how the mighty have fallen. Space yeah. says, "Yeah." We find out that uh, from Mona that Lucas's nickname is Hermie for hermaphrodite because Allison started a rumor about him that he was a hermaphrodite. Yeah, and yeah. she's He's- she's like super moon- mean to Lucas. And it's basically like ultimately gives Hannah like an ultimatum that's like like you can you can be a loser or you can continue to hang out with me or you can hang out with that guy you know well so Lucas shows up because he's the yearbook photographer he's only there to take pictures for the yearbook that's the only reason he's at the dance mm. he's incredibly dorky looking that he's wearing stings. a bow tie yeah he's wearing a yeah. bow tie I was also the photographer who showed up at homecoming to take pictures cuts cuts deep did you wear a bow tie no there you go. Um, but Mona, it's more about like, she's telling Hannah that she, like Mona, like you, you set it up, they set it up earlier that Mona like was a nerd once. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's desperate not to lose her like crazy fascist popularity. And so she doesn't want Hannah hanging out with Lucas because, because that, they're kind of in it together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They both were like not popular, pretty skinny girls. And now, although God, remember flashback to Mona, that, like the hot mm. nerd pilot, my God. Um, yeah, another fantastic, like, Hannah-esque line later on when she's talking to Emily. If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a frickin' duck. <laughs> so eventually Emily, like, like Spencer, we'll get to her. She's, like, in a mania this whole episode of that, like, she's con- convinced Frothy. that Toby, yeah. convinced that Toby and Jenna are A. And so she really wants, even though it's the middle of homecoming, she demands that Hannah go back to the medical office to, like, get into that room that, that Jenna's uh, therapist was in to, like, steal some files or something. So Hannah basically, like, just cuts out in the middle of Homecoming, even though she's going to be, like, Homecoming Queen, and uh, uses Lucas to, like, give her a ride over to this office so she can break in. Because she, well, like, turned, you, she like unlocked it earlier and left it for later. At this point in the show, like, uh, uh, Lucy Hale Arya is still technically the star of the show, but, like, mm-hmm. Spencer is... She's the team captain. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Sean's reaction of like, uh, when he has to deal with Arya, like, where's Hannah? And Arya's like, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, he's cause she's getting more ice. And he's like, more fucking ice. <laughs> it's, it's like, is there a heat wave I don't know about in here? Yeah. So Lucas gives a ride to Hannah, gives Hannah a ride to the dentist's office. Uh, Hannah, her lame boyfriend, her crown, homecoming king, queen. Hannah has Toby's Hannah's, file. Well, Hannah's not there to accept the award. She could have been because she got back to homecoming for it. But then, even as they're about to like, you know, read the winner, she like grabs the liars to like cut out to the hallway to like, you know, look at Toby's file. She couldn't find Jenna's file, but she did find Toby's file. Right, because Jenna was not the patient at the uh, therapist. At the therapist. Toby was, and Jenna was the just there. Like for one session to talk about how she felt about Toby coming back from juvie. Let's talk about Toby from in there because there's some things that we glossed over. Mm-hmm. Toby has a tattoo on his hip. It says 901 free at last. Mm-hmm. And Spencer will eventually figure out that out while dancing with her boyfriend that 901 was the date that Allie disappeared and presumably died. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. And so another real quick moment that. Toby will eventually ask Emily, who we'll get to in a minute, to the dance with him. Even though you know they're they're hip kids, they're, they're too good for dances. But mm-hmm. the alternative in Toby's mind is that he'll just sit at home in his room alone, listening to the Smiths like a self righteous asshole. <laughs> 
what a what a prick yeah and so great weird creepy scene after he asks emily to the dance where he goes out into like the the quad or whatever you want to call their this area mm-hmm. this high school <coughs> where jen is waiting for him and she's all up in his shit yeah <coughs> well yeah she says the uh she realizes that he's been talking to emily and she says <coughs> once she finds out the truth about you she'll hate you yes what truth is that we don't know but we do find out later on from the file hannah stole that toby and jenna were in a relationship and that's what that's what allison saw she saw them together and that's the evidence she's holding over toby to make him take the rap for the the jenna thing Mind you, they're step siblings yeah they're step siblings it's, it's not as juicy as you're thinking it is but it's still it's pretty still pretty juicy. creepy yeah 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 i just want to say at one point Toby tells Emily he's done things he's not proud of. <laughs> like his stepsister. Yeah, exactly. He took out the trash for a while, if you know what I mean. But yeah, let's get to Emily. Um, so Maya, in her talk at the beginning of the episode, Maya's still awful. Um, Emily kind of like throws out the sir, you going to homecoming feeler, and Maya just like completely like shuts it down. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I hate Maya. Like, like the whole time they're having this awkward conversation, like at the school, like during the school day, you and me in the audience are thinking, let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so eventually, instead, Toby asks her to homecoming, and she's kind of too nice to say no, even though she, she starts to make an excuse, and he's like, it's okay if that's a no. And she's like, no, it's just uh, all right, you know? It's like, but like the. When I first watched this i i got the feeling that she was kind of straddling this was like the last vestige of her her being straight yeah her role was a heterosexual yeah like there might have there might have been just the embers of a spark of a potential spark between her and toby one last college try here yeah yeah or maybe she was just like this is the last time she plays that role or whatever Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah toby his face he's so awkward yeah, he's yeah. I mean, he's really good at playing this awkward, like hideously disfigured, ugly, yeah, like outcast, like high school student. They get to the dance. And he's never been to a dance before because he's the outcast weirdo. He's wearing a and, t-shirt. I want to point that out. He's got yeah. like some sort of blazer on, but underneath it, there's a there's a t-shirt happening. Blazer, come yeah. on. Yeah. So before they go in, he's just like, "Hey, Emily, before we actually go into this dance, do you want to go maybe see like a Fritz Lang double feature instead?" <laughs> Which, first of all, fuck you. <laughs> um. So they walk into the dance. They're late. They're later than all the other girls. They walk in. There is like vomit face on everyone as they see that she's that, that Emily's with Toby. I mean, there's seriously like everyone's like, what the fuck? She Emily walks in with Toby to introduce herself to the other liars. They don't say a fucking word. They all just glare at him. Like not even a like, hey, or anything. They just stare she at him. Would have got a warmer response if her date was Adolf Hitler. Yeah. And finally, he's like, I'll go get some drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Toby, like a trooper, yeah. is ignoring the fact that he that he looks like walking genocide to these people. Mm. Yeah. Uh, quite a cold shoulder. So it, Maya's there because Hannah's roped her in. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I think Emily would be really excited. Hint, hint, hint about you like being there. And, and now Maya, Maya's course, got some massive bitch face going. Glaring she's at, like, let's be honest here, Emily. Yes. Yeah. Glaring at Emily across the dance floor, like, how could you, you know, 
Yeah. We should we should be, you know, scissoring each other instead I'm staring daggers at you. And it, um, eventually Emily and Hannah talk and Hannah's like, I thought you wanted to come here with Maya and Emily's like, Why would you think that? You know? Yeah. I'm perfectly straight. This is normal. Mm-hmm. Um so then Toby and Emily venture outside of the dance area into the rest of the school area because that's the trope and also because yeah. these kids do not belong. Oh, also, way. I just want to say Maya gives her like a creepy ultimatum too, where it's like, tell me you're not into me at all and I'll, and I'll stop bothering you. Like one of those type of deals, you know, Emily, of course, doesn't say anything. Let's face it. Those ultimatums get results, but, um, so they go onto the thing and then Toby's just like, let's go upstairs to the chem lab, which is completely alone and isolated and strange and creepy because that's mm-hmm. where it's quiet and we can talk. And Emily's like, okay. Yeah. And he gets up there and he says, did you come to the wrong person with, for homecoming? You know, did you come to the wrong person? And she's like, maybe. And Toby's so like, to tell that's her. okay. I'm super awkward. I understand. Yeah, he, he tries to tell her about last summer. He he tries to tell her in quite possibly the creepiest way you could ever yeah. talk to me something he, in your life. He does the thing where he he's I think it, it's fair to say it, it's obvious that he isn't actually a because yeah. he's way too creepy. You know, like it's it's obvious he has something else he needs to get off his chest. We don't know okay. what. So the TV trope thing, if I remember correctly from Star Next Generation, is grow the beard, right? Growing the beard, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to make this happen right now. Toby has no mustache to twirl, okay? Yeah. That's how you know he's not A, because in this scene, he has no fucking mustache to twirl. But yeah, as she's dealing with him, Emily gets, I wish I had screen capped this, she gets the most wonderful text ever from Arya. I guess it's just <laughs> because that's Arya's picture. It says, you're with Ar- Ali's killer, exclamation point. We have proof, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> their, their, their only proof is that Ali had something over Toby, which is that he was doing a sister. And so that that's why Toby would want Ali dead. Wild conclusions. Like, that that in the tattoo. Yeah, they're jumping to some wild conclusions. But still, it's the grammar I love. It's the exclamation point yeah. and the ellipsis. <laughs> and Toby kind of like sees that on her phone. Yeah. And he's like, one of your friends, huh? And like, he starts to get like kind of like pushy. And then like, she's just like, I got to go. And he's like, no, wait, I can explain. And then she like shoves him against the like, cabinet and like, all this shit breaks and he like cuts himself, you know, it's and like then, a weird, like a gash across yeah. his face. And he's just like, what the fuck? And yeah. Emily's just like, I'm out of here and like runs away. And she he's, he's kind of like chasing after minutes. her, but he's really like, no, no, wait, you know, like it yeah. seems clear that like he's just trying to tell her something, you know? Yeah. Well, she runs away for like throughout the school for like five minutes. Like, like they, they're entering parts of the school that they don't even see like a regular, like, like school day basis mm-hmm. yelling, somebody help me, somebody help me, somebody yeah. help course no one helps her because where the hell are they like why don't you run to where populated areas are um so then then begin to her majesty spencer yeah so spencer let's jump back to the beginning here it's her official homecoming date um she is now just full on the jenny jenna and toby or a train like yeah like she's absolutely convinced at this point she sees the tattoo and she's just like, they're both evil. And that's like her mania for the whole episode. So she's bringing Tennis Bro to the homecoming dance. Not just that, but because she's like seemingly the sole member of the whole com- homecoming committee, mm-hmm. she's freaked out because this fucker Toby went and bought himself two tickets to homecoming dance. Who the fuck does he think he is? And who yeah. is he bringing to dance? There's a great scene where Mona sits down with him at lunch. 
and she's like, "So I hear you're. It's. I think it's cute. You're taking your Cinderella to the ball." <laughs> and she's basically like, "That's nice that you're doing a a, a solid for this low class loser." <laughs> the country club's cowboy says Mona. Yeah, and it's funny. Like Spencer totally sounds like uh, Rooney Mara from the Social Network in the scene. She's like, you know, that whole, like, he's a perfectly good class of people type of thing. Yeah. Where are you from? Wimbledon? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, so he shows up to surprise her at her school. And he wants, to, he wants to do the guy thing where he gives her some money, you know, to buy the tickets as a guy would. Or he wants to talk about, like, matching his suit. Because he's going to buy mm-hmm. a suit. To, you know? Spencer's like, I don't want your poor ass uh, spending money on me. You can't yeah, afford she, it. She's like, yeah, she's like, she's trying to be nice, and it's kind of insulting, but she doesn't mm. mean it to be insulting. She's like, oh, don't worry about it. I got this. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Subtext is, I know you're poor as fuck. Yeah, you have to work for your money. Yeah, you <laughs> fucking. To, I think she actually says you that. Like, you work hard. Yeah. <laughs> so then, cut to the dance, and what happens at no homecoming dance ever? Melissa is there. As some kind of alumni thing. Oh, before we get to that, I just want to point out when when her tennis bro shows up, he says he was just timing the drive door to door, and Spencer's like, "That's what I would do," and he's like, "Hi, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm not crazy like you." Yeah, and she's like, "I am." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Melissa is a former homecoming queen apparently, and she's at the dance to give the crown away because uh, like there's Class something two thousand. Yeah, something wrong which, with like whoever else was supposed to give it away. Which. I like kind of dates her because the episode takes place in 2010. It's saying that Melissa is basically 28. I think she's younger than that. I don't know. I really don't know. 2000 class 2000. It's 2010. Well, is she class of 2000? Yeah, she's class 2000. They actually say that. Okay. All right. Yeah. She's older then. And so Melissa basically shows up and she's there officially as a former homecoming queen. It's an alumni thing, blah, 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 blah. But really she wants to say to Spencer, let's talk about that essay, you bitch. Yeah. Spencer tries to apologize for stealing the essay and Melissa's just like, yeah, apology not accepted. Fuck you. Yeah. Can we just say that the actress who plays Melissa is immaculate? Like she is fantastic. She has huge hair in this scene too. Yeah, she does. It's like she does. Big old prom queen hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's she's she almost like wants to like get crowned over Hannah. You think she's fantastic? Yeah. Alex goes to PS one eight seven, which I just want to say public school like a poor person one eight seven murder. Yeah. Um, Spencer. Yeah, Spencer is like she's almost like drooling like hydrophobia whenever like Toby is mentioned. Like she yeah. is. Yeah, like you said, maniac. Well, as soon as Toby shows up at the uh, homecoming, she basically ignores her date from then on to just like spy on Toby and Emily constantly, and like she's just she's just going insane, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She's watching like crushing them constantly. Yeah, I mean, if this was a different show, Spencer would have cut off his head and stabbed him in the heart of a wooden stake <laughs> by this point. I mean, she is full on that thing. Um, when she is insane, that working in a dark booth with Fitz is like every freshman girl's dream. Yeah. Yeah, I like how she's aside from Arya, she's most on like the Fitz train, you know. Yeah, yeah, she's woof. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then Melissa zones in on Tennis Bro and does like the evil older sister thing, where she's like, "Yeah, my sister's just using you to like make my dad mad." But so, she's, you know, she's, enjoy it. She's perfect because she's so sweet about it. Mm-hmm. Like she, like you, you don't realize until almost to the point where she's done. 
that she's being a total bitch about this. Like, you really think that she's like being sweet and nice and kind. Yeah. And like for a moment there, you kind of hate her because she's making Spencer look bad because she's so nice. And then you realize that's her fucking thing. Yeah. She's taking revenge right now. Yeah. 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 Um, so at one point, uh, Spencer decides to go to the fortune teller because then she can spy on Emily and uh, Toby some more. Mm -hmm. And so the fortune teller is like reading her fortune. It's an interesting fortune. She starts off by asking uh, Spencer if she's a warrior, which she says, yes, she is kind of dismissively. I like that. Spencer's a warrior. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the fortune teller, like it's this whole thing about like, Oh, I don't mean to cut you off, but I want Mm -hmm. to make sure people understand this. I don't think it's warrior. It's worrier. No, it's warrior. I'm pretty sure she said, are you a worrier? I thought it was warrior. Whoa. Nuance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Continue. So the fortune teller is like, Oh, I see a, a bad couple. There's, there's darkness in the guy, you know, lover's v- card, violence and vengeance. You know, it's, it's, it's a lover's card, but it's a bad couple. And so the lover's card is matched with the judgment card. And I want to point out that at that point it, it cuts to Emily and Toby. And then it also cuts to Ezra and Arya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, the the line is there's a darkness in him, maybe even a violence or a vengeance. Yes. Um. So yeah, there's, first of all, there's a fucking fortune teller at this dance. <laughs> there's a fucking woman reading tarot cards at this dance. Yeah. But uh, um, Spencer, because she's Sherlock Holmes to Melissa's Moriarty, realizes out of nowhere that Toby's tattoo refers to September first. She, that she realizes this while she's dancing with her boyfriend. Obviously, yeah. her, her mind's on other things while she's <laughs> dancing with this guy. Yeah, so she's like pushes my tennis bro though. Like trying to be a decent bro is like he's just gotten this kind of like bitch update from Melissa. But he's like, I'm gonna give Spencer the benefit of the doubt. So he keeps trying to be like for like five minutes. Guy. Yeah. And but then he turns into time, a whiny bitch. Yeah, every time he's just kind of just like, hey, Spencer, you want to do something normal couples do? And she's just like, five minutes. I have to ignore you for a moment while I go do something amazing with my friends. And he's like, okay, I'll hold your purse. Well, um, look, here's a dear deal, Alex, tennis bro. Your job is to hold your fucking purse and, and yeah. shut up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, because first of all, you're dating Spencer fucking Hastings. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at her. She's amazing. But, um... So, yeah, then at the very end of the tarot reading, they flip over the very last card in the spread, and it says on the card, I don't, I don't remember what the actual card is. I didn't catch that, unfortunately, but the, it's written in marker on the card, kiss goodbye to your BFF. The card is death. Yeah. Oh, it's death? Okay, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a oh, little, li- there's a lipstick print on it, and it says kiss, good- kiss bye-bye to your BFF. A is amazing. Like <laughs> the fortune teller is like, where'd that come from? Whoever A is, like, I don't even care about like the dread they're inspiring, like the way they're bullying these girls. At this point, it's like, how did you do that? That's impressive. Mm-hmm. That's really impressive. And so now Spencer's but, just no, in, in full on mania. Yeah, she's, she's she's frothing at the mouth. But this further cements that Emily is Spencer's BFF. Yeah. Point. Benjamin Light's theory. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because Emily, at the end of the episode, when she's running away from Toby trying to explain things, trips and falls, and, and the episode cuts to an A tag where A's uh, like spray painting the well, uh, on, town on. sign. Yeah, true. I'll come back in a minute. But my last two notes for Spencer, the Spencer section, is that Melissa is like 
devilishly gleeful about all this because mm-hmm. like, eventually Spencer's just like, hey, where's my, you know, like dimpled shinned, you know, tennis bro guy like, date? And Melissa's like, oh, he left. Did you need me to tweet it to you? <laughs> but then, so it's Melissa's and job. Spencer's just like, you did this. And she's like, it wasn't that hard. Yeah. Was, you did all you did all the heavy lifting. Like, honestly, it was just easy for me. Like, yeah. I could have yawned just as easy as like, destroying your relationship here. But like Melissa has to be the one who crowns the homecoming king and queen. And in doing so, has to remind them that whoever, whatever the prize is, first of all, this never happened at any American high school ever. Mm-hmm. You get to win a Toyota Corolla, which is one sweet ride. No, I don't think the homecoming queen r- wins that. I think it's it, like a, no, it like a raffle. Yeah, but still, they're winning a car. I yeah. love that she actually says, that is one sweet ride. <laughs> But yeah, sorry, the A-tag. Um, oh, one other thing we should get to. When they finally meet up, when Hannah gets back with the file and they read it and find out that Toby is doing Jenna, uh, they have this discussion in this weird like hall of mirrors because that's the kind of thing you have at a homecoming dance. But of course. But of course. Yeah. It's this weird like creepy hall of mirrors with like you know the mirror that makes you look skinny or fat or whatever. And then they all run away at the end of that scene and then like somebody steps out and is in all the mirrors at once. And it's Jenna thing. She's been there listening the whole time, so she's she's privy to the new shit that they just found out. New shit has come to light, and Jenna's there to hear it. But yeah, mm-hmm. so as you were saying, A in the A tag is that the Rose, the who we assume is A is the Rosewood population sign. The population count is seven nine eight eight, and A spray paints over the eight and changes it to a seven, as if somebody mm-hmm. just died. Seemingly, perhaps it's Emily, which. This A tag, though, I would say is kind of misleading because it's implying that A is not at the dance. And Man. we have no idea who A is. It could have been later in the night. Doesn't the next episode pick up like immediately with this? I, I don't remember. I, I don't watch it. We're going to find out. But I think we've established that A is some sort of like omnipresent ghost ninja yeah so. a is yeah I, I remember i remember actually telling you when i was watching this show years ago the first thing was actually on that we're at the point i think it's at this point where a has to be like a supernatural entity <laughs> so otherwise they're really fucking good at their job yeah maybe they are mm-hmm. all right so that's the homecoming episode yeah Fun time. which for this episode i think we've both taken more notes than we have on the entire like preceding what four or five episodes. Hmm. So many notes. I mean, really, the the key things here you you get some background on Toby and Jenna, but uh, I think the main takeaways are that Arya is a monster and Spencer is just going more and more insane by the day. An adorable monster. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's not unattractive. She's not like not like yeah, just petite and cute. Pixie Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spencer, no one will ever convince Spencer at this point that Toby and Jenna aren't pure evil. Yeah, exactly. Once you've eliminated the impossible, the improbable, no matter how <laughs> unlikely, has to be true. Has to be. Mm-hmm. She really didn't care that much about her boyfriend leaving. She's got bigger fish to fry. Also, he's poor. Yeah. He's poor and kind of a whiner. He's the help. Yeah. You shut your mouth, you hold your purse. You know, exactly. it's it's a it's a good gig if you can get it, bro. Yeah, you've got that weird like handicap chin too. 
Um, yeah, this is a fantastic episode. This is like after the pilot. This is my favorite episode so far of season one. Hmm. All right. I don't, I don't know there, if I have a ranking or anything. I'm, I'm saying I had a lot more fun with this episode than I did in some of the previous episodes, and they were all good. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, Pretty Little Liars, man, it's happening. Next episode is the Homecoming Hangover. So we'll we'll see. Did Emily in fact die at the end of that episode? Bum 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 bum. Until then, talk to you later. Bye-bye.